Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight and my Redeemer. Amen. You know, marriage, we're talking about marriage. I'm in the right place, right? I mean, this is, and this is not the first time we've talked about marriage. And uh, there are things we can talk about in terms of our marriage forever, forever. I mean, we can continue to... Uh, you can't put a check in a box. Marriage is done. I can move on to something else. Marriage is continual. Marriage is continual. And I want to uh, thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to reflect on my own marriage here. Um, and, and I have. And I want, to, uh, I want to tell you that I have lots of things to say about marriage. Can't say them all in 25 minutes. Uh, but I have a lot of things to say, has given us marriage to draw us closer to him and in the process draw us closer to the one we have chosen to marry as well. Um, today we continue to talk about differences. We talk about uh, defensive actions. Sometimes differences don't work out well. And uh, we get defensive. Sometimes things, believe it or not, get crazy in our marriage. Sometimes we don't even see it coming. We don't even see it coming. We, we think we're, we're doing the right thing, and all of a sudden things go south and things say, stay south. Um, things get crazy, get crazy. I want to talk today about the crazy cycle. And uh, I want to introduce you to love and respect uh, Dr. Sarah and Emerson Egrets. Um, and they have a lot to say about the crazy cycle, and we'll do some of those things. But I want you to be aware that there are things that I'm going to talk about today that, are, that I want you to ponder. I want you to not just to discuss at your table, but I want you to take home and, and work with and, and uh, get going. But occasionally things get crazy. So... So what do I mean by things get crazy? He said, well, let's take the example of a couple, true story, been married about 10 years. They celebrate their differences. Um, but the fact of the matter is he's, to be kind, he's spontaneous. She's more structured. She's more uh, into remembering dates like wedding anniversaries that he tends to forget. Um, but it's their 10th anniversary, and he's going to remember this one. He's written it down on his calendar. It's at work. On the way home on the, the anniversary date, he stops at a drugstore, goes to the card section, finds a card immediately that suits his wife, and he quickly purchases it, signs it, brings it home. He's all excited about the evening that's going to follow, and he gives it to her, and she's excited, and she opens it up, and she reads it, and her countenance falls. And he says, what's, what's wrong? What's, what did I do? I mean, it's a great card. It's a great message. What now? She said, well, it's a big card. <laughs> and he said, it's a birthday card? Let me see that. And he looks at it, and he said, well, yeah, it is. But the message is good, right? And she said, no, it's a birthday card. And she says, well, 
he says, well, cut me some slack. Give me a break. I remembered. I remembered our anniversary, and I gave you a card, and she wasn't having it. She wasn't having it. And uh, he said, what's the issue? And she said, if you were detailing your car, it wouldn't be a birthday card. If you were getting set for a presentation at work, it wouldn't be a birthday card. But for me, it's okay to have a birthday card. So where do you think that evening went? Do you think things got a little crazy? And, her, and, and, and it wasn't expected. I mean, it was well intended. I mean, not that anybody in this room has ever forgotten their anniversary. I'm not going to say that. Not that you would ever be so focused on remembering that you would buy a birthday card instead of an, an anniversary card. But, but perhaps, but perhaps, but I mean, we're created differently. We're created differently. And sometimes those differences translate to defensive actions, and sometimes those defensive actions get us into a crazy cycle that goes like a slinky. It goes downhill. And it goes round and round. And it doesn't come back unless one or the other brings it back into reality. So, do differences attract? Your wife, because she was different or more the same as you. Be honest now. I mean, sometimes we celebrate differences, but the fact of the matter is we operate differently. I mean, I can, I can venture to say that every guy here who's married was attracted to their wife in some way because they were more like them than not. Remember, the goal in marriage is unity, not uniformity. And that Eve was very different than Adam. Amen? <laughs> Are you grateful for that? <laughs> I am. I am. Um, pink and blue. Dr. Egeritz is going to introduce us to pink and blue. Not wrong, just different. You know, so what am I talking about in terms of different? Well, Joe will never have a pink side. I'm blue. That's the way I am. That's the way God created me. That's where I want to stay. That's where I'm comfortable with. And so when Barbara says, I don't have a thing to wear, I know that she's talking about a party coming up and she hadn't been able to find the right dress to wear, the right outfit to wear, and she's looking for it. When I say I have nothing to wear, it means I have nothing clean. <laughs> Pink and blue, not wrong, just different. Next slide. So the question on the table is, how do we make our differences an asset when it seems our differences are often the cause of our defensive actions? The guy who bought his wife a card for their anniversary and bought a birthday card was well-intended. was well-intended. He wasn't wrong-intended. He wasn't doing, buying a card to make his wife irritated at him. But he got defensive. Next slide. Things got defensive. Here's a thought. Chapman has it in his chapter on defensive actions. 
Why are we so fast to defend ourselves? To defend is to protect and oppose. Protect and oppose. Thus, when we are defensive, we are protecting something and opposing someone. Now, in a marriage, I suspect that I'm talking to a group where this is true. You know that you're protecting something about your life that you don't want to expose at the time or whatever, and you're doing it against your wife, someone. So what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about, let's take another example. Um, another couple, well-intended, not been married 10 years, but married for a couple, three years, have been celebrating their differences, and they both work, and they're on their way to a vacation. Things are great. Things are coming along great. They get the cars packed. They get in the car. He gets behind the wheel. They get onto 95. And the first thing she says is, sweetheart, the speed limit's 65. Immediately, he pulls over, gets out of the car, and says, you drive. I'm not going to have another vacation where you're telling me how to drive. And she said, I'm just telling you the speed limit, sweetheart. That's all. And he said, yeah, but this happens every time we go on a vacation. You end up telling me how to drive. Now, I don't know if you're in a situation where your wife tells you how to drive and how you react to it, but things can get crazy. Now, he was protecting something and he was opposing someone. What was he protecting? Well, she didn't realize it at the time, and we're going to talk about defensive actions and differentnesses and how they get exposed later on. Next lesson. Go back to the other slide. But he was protecting something. What was he protecting? He was protecting how he was perceived as a driver. And what she didn't know was that when he was taught by his dad how to drive, his dad badgered him totally about speed. I mean, he couldn't get behind the wheel when, before his dad would tell him, don't go fast. He had six speeding tickets when he was in high school and college. Do you think he was sensitive to his wife's comment about Sweetheart, the speed limit's 65. Do you think she knew that? But what was he, was he telling her, listen, my dad bugged me when I was learning how to drive? No, instead he pulls over to the shoulder, gets out of the car and says, I'm not driving. I'm not going to put up with this. You drive. Things got crazy. Things got crazy. Next slide. I want to talk to you about the crazy cycle in the context of love and respect. If you're not familiar with love and respect, I would submit that you should be. It's a, uh, it's a great marriage book. In the essence of it, next slide, is love and respect. Not surprising. Hey, listen, he's talking to guys. You can tell how this book has affected me as a guy. Nevertheless, 
each individual woman also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respect her husband, Ephesians 5.33. The Egerets stay in Scripture. Here's the key. Unconditional love. That's Unconditional means without condition. Okay? Unconditional love and respect are keys to a marriage. What kind of a marriage? It's not, there's not a period at the end of marriage. A marriage that glorifies God and draws us closer to him, but a marriage that glorifies God. I've thought a lot about a marriage that glorifies God. Does my marriage glorify God? And it will if I unconditionally love my wife. So the bottom line in his Love and Respect book, the DVD series that goes with it, opportunities to teach, and Barbara and I have taught here on Love and Respect before, is where unconditional love and respect are evident, marriages thrive. They thrive. Where unconditional love and respect are not evident, marriages struggle and sadly even fail. And it's all because we get caught up in a crazy cycle and we don't know how to get out of it. So what's a crazy cycle? Go ahead, next slide. First, let me, you know, I, did, I mentioned scripture. Ephesians 5, 21 through 33 is the essence of what he's talking about. It's up here on the screen, but I want you to go back today, sometime today, and read Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. And read it in the context of your marriage, and read it in the context of providing unconditional love to your wife. And how do I do that? Um, it's a great scripture. You, you'll find in my Bible, it's one page I can go to is an easy one because it's all wrinkled and crinkled because it's, and it's got all kinds of different ink and underlines and highlights and, and whatnot it's because it, I've used it time and time again. And every time I go back and read it, I find something else in it that is uh, important for me to exercise in my marriage. Next slide. So what's the crazy cycle? We've talked about the crazy cycle, and sometimes things get crazy in our marriage, and, and it's without, to be honest, sometimes I know, if I want to pick a fight with Barbara, I know what subject to bring up. I mean, we're that way. Other times, it comes out of the blue. I'm not expecting it at all. But he says, it can get crazy if something happens and he reacts without love. And then she reacts without respect. And there you have it. There it goes. The cycle starts. It goes downhill from there. And it stays downhill. It doesn't come back unless, I'm going to be honest here, unless the more mature one takes action to stop it. To stop it. Now, that doesn't solve the problem. You still got to go back, and we're going to find out more about that in the coming weeks in terms of analyzing our defensive cycles in, in particulars. But uh, 
he reacts without love, she reacts without respect, then he reacts without love, and she reacts without respect. And so it goes. And so it stays. So what does this look like? Well, let me give you a personal example. Barbara says I can do this. Um, it's a free day. Barbara says she's going to the mall. I just love to go to the mall. You guys love to shop? Only if you have to. <laughs> but I said, sure, I'll go with you. And so we're going to Fairfax Station, Fairfax Mall. And we get into the parking lot, and I'm driving, and I begin to pull into the parking spot. She says, no, not there. It's too far away. I said, okay. So I put it in reverse. I back out, and we're running around and find a spot that's near. She said, no, not that one. I said, not that one. No, that's not the, the road that I normally park in. Okay. I'm starting to lose it a little bit. And I drive around some more, and I wait. Somebody's pulling out in the road that she normally parks in. She said, I don't like to wait. Move on to another one. I drive to the entrance of the parking of the uh, mall. She said, what are you doing? I said, get out of the car. <laughs> I'll meet you inside. I'll park the car. Now, you can imagine what kind of a shopping you know, set we had. Things got crazy. And it was well-intended. I mean, I got up that morning saying, I'm going to unconditionally love my wife, and I'm going to express it by the fact that I'm going to volunteer to go with her to the mall. Things got crazy. Things got crazy, and they stayed crazy. They stayed crazy. Next slide. So we all get crazy from time to time, and the question becomes, how do we break the crazy cycle? And the question really is, how do we mitigate the number and length of these cycles, because they're destructive in a marriage. They're not good. They're not good. Next slide. So Dr. Egritz provides, and his wife Sarah, provides some pearls. Pink and blue, not wrong, just different. I talked about that. Unconditional love and unconditional respect are essential. Here's the one where you can break the crazy cycle. You can take the lead and say, when your wife comes back at full, I'm sorry. Ooh, those are tough words to say. That felt disrespectful. Did I just come across as unloving? When I said get out of the car, was that a loving statement? No, she picked that up <laughs> in a hurry. Um, and in the process, if you say, I'm sorry, that's a step toward breaking the crazy cycle. And you've got to break the crazy cycle before you can begin to, hey, listen, Barbara, we're both alike more than we are different, 
and we're alike in some respects and that we're both structured and we don't, when I'm driving the car, I'm driving the car. You're not driving the car, I'm driving the car. And she says, yeah, but when you're driving the car, I'm still thinking about when I'm driving the car. And so things get crazy. But we're two good-willed people. We didn't, we didn't get married because we hated each other. Hello? Next. And in the process, and we'll get to talking about this again, we're talking about marriage and we're talking about marriage over time here. You know, this is not a singular thing where we put a check in a box, we're done with that, move on to the next. If pink and blue have needs and they're different, and your needs are different than her needs, but we both I need unconditional respect, she needs unconditional love, and my call is to give it, is to give unconditional love. And my response is my responsibility. Hey, you can't back away from it. You can't say, hey, listen, you know, Chapman's good at this. He said, you got to talk I, not you. You got to talk I, not you. And, and the bottom line is things that matter to God matter. So I want, I've, I've put a number of things on the table. Let's go to the questions. And I want you to pick out a couple of them and discuss them at your table, but I want, I want you to remember uh, some of the things that I've said this morning because it, it's been a potpourri. It's been a, I fought to get this defensive actions part of the presentations because it fit the crazy cycle. And I mean, yeah, we've been married 51 years in June, but the fact of the matter is things still get crazy in our house. I don't like it. I don't like it. Am I always the one that breaks the crazy cycle? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So is your wife more alike than different from you? Has she always been this way? When you were courting, were you seeking someone more like you than not? And be honest. Be honest. Does the statement pink and blue resonate with you? I told you I'm blue, I'm not pink. You're not going to find a pink side of Joe Terry. Don't come at me with a, you got to develop a pink side to understand her pink. No. No, not going to work. Um, and then, be honest, do things occasionally get crazy in your marriage? And how do you break the crazy cycle? You ever think through a crazy cycle? And again, we're going to get at this in the next week. Why you reacted without love, or she reacted without respect. You know, you, you may just not know all your differences, and you may need to talk about them. So let's pray. So, Father, we thank you and praise you for this opportunity that you've given me, you've given us, uh, to uh, go deeper in our marriage. And, Father, we, we thank you that you call us to unconditional love and unconditional respect in our marriage. And, Father, we pray that when things do get crazy in our marriage, that we would recognize the fact that we're on a crazy cycle and we take steps to break it, and having taken steps to break it, that we would further discuss why we got into the crazy cycle and why we got defensive. Father, thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys.